With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With 10,000 Americans turning 65 years of age every day in America, more than half don't know how much they'll need for retirement. This is Retire with Integrity with your host, Brian Bowen. We've seen some gleaming things on your tax return that you can take advantage of. We'll tell you. I mean, it's, we're not here to keep everything a secret. With more than 20 years in the financial planning industry, Brian brings his creative solutions for income creation, growth, and the protection of retirement assets. There's so much free information out there today about investment advice. A lot of the information is fragmented and disconnected. Brian has been a contributor to Forbes, CNN, Fortune, Money. We help you prepare for a successful retirement or if you already retired help you stay retired successfully now helping you confidently navigate the retirement planning process this is retire with integrity with brian bowen on today's show we are feeling inflation big time but are we headed for stagflation we'll dig deeper the government wants to snoop more into your checking account the why is coming up a famous movie star has given us his biggest role ever, but is he ready to retire? The answer later in the show, but first, there have been more red arrows on Wall Street lately. Volatility continues, but Kevin O'Leary, you know him as Mr. Wonderful from CNBC's Shark Tank, doesn't seem too concerned. People always are balanced between the fear of volatility. I've been living through it a long time. I don't sell my stocks when there's volatility. I try and find opportunity in it. And I'm not sure we're going to we're going to get into a very volatile period in the back end of the year as the Fed you know, decides what direction it's going to go. And these packages of the government and financing debt and all of this stuff. But it's all noise. At the end of the day, the economy is very healthy. It sounds like he's given us that Wall Street mantra, stay the course. How much of that translates to us, Brian Bowen, the regular retirement saver? Well, I mean, isn't everybody that's listening worth $400 million? Yeah. I mean, they can yeah. all relate well, to it. Well, I mean, him. I am. You are. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's the funny thing. He can accept volatility because you got a $400 million net worth. All right. A lot of very high net worth, super rich folks like that usually have anywhere from 10 to 15% in cash, actually, believe it or not. Really? Yeah. So just just millions, for a rainy day. Yeah, millions in cash. Wow. So it's kind of funny where they're like, oh, yeah, I've got plenty of stocks. Yeah. Yeah, but you also got like 8 million sitting in cash. Yeah. Or, or more. I mean, who knows, right? The point is a different ball game for him. That guy's um, a bit of a jackpipe anyway. If you ever watch Shark Tank, he's oh, the one that yeah. goes, I will squash you like the cockroach that you are. And I'm like, can you be polite? Just yeah, have some manners. Yeah, I, that's the one shark that i do not like yeah he, he he's he's okay there's a point of being you know bold you know he's bold about what he he believes in and all that but he's rude yeah he actually the robert herjavec guy whatever that guy's yeah. name is, he's a nice guy yeah. he seems like he'd be fun to yeah hang he, with, yeah but. he'd be a good one where i would not if i got an offer on kevin larry i'd turn it down yep. like, no thanks yeah but i think the the reality is uh sounds like you know he's trying to give us the old stay the course um and that's true it's just you need to look at what your using the money for every dollar should have a purpose right and so if you're needing that money in the next one to three years and you're experiencing a lot of volatility in that account you maybe you should you know do something different but if you don't need the money for 25 years and let it ride yeah let it ride it probably doesn't matter that much and i just think that's where a 
second opinion kind of gets into saying, you know, why are you taking the risk on this account? Uh, and we just had a couple came in and they said, you know, we've been look, wanting to do, we've been the same folks for 25 years. They're really nice advisors and we love them, built up a relationship, but we just feel like there's something missing. And then we went through their portfolio and we talked about what, where they're taking their income from. And it was opposite of what it should have been. Their Roth money that was the last thing they should take was literally the most conservative. And the money that they, they're going to be taking right now to live on is the most aggressive. It's flip-flopped. Hmm. And it was like somebody's asleep at the wheel. And they didn't know what was going on because they're not very investment savvy, right? That's why they paid someone else for the last 20 years right. to take care of it. And so, <laughs> so to speak. Right, so to speak. And then so it's like, okay, well, let's take a look at this. And so that's where the education piece comes and say, hey, on a scale of one to 10, you know, 10 being the most aggressive, your account's like an eight. You're taking as much risk as the, you know, US stock market, the S&P 500. And you guys are a four, right? Based on the questions that you asked and based on all your information. So we need to get you down to four. And there, it's, it's, it's an easy fix. It's just... Until you get educated, you're taking this kind of risk. You could potentially lose 50% of your account. Are you okay with that? And the answer is usually no. You know, they, barely, they let you barely get it out, right? So I think that's that's what this is about. So did they leave their advisor of 25 years? Yeah. And came over to you? Yeah, and well, yeah. And they, they, they said it wasn't about just that. I mean, that was just one. That was a simple sure, thing sure. that we picked out. But more importantly, they had an investment advisor that was looking at their investments only. And they said, well, what about taxes and what about our state plan we haven't gotten you know the same will was uh done 25 years ago when the kids were little we need to update that yeah that's true you do need to do that right um what about you know they had a special situation with their child that wasn't really good with money had some issues that were going on and they were worried about that and like okay well you don't have it fixed in your in your will you need to get a proper estate plan and then also looked at the uh, taxes. I'm like, you guys don't need all of these assets right now so we can convert some of these uh, IRAs to Roth. And we looked at that as well. And there's a lot of moving parts, but the idea is like, look, there's a lot of things that you can do to improve your situation. How long have they been with you now? Um, just a couple of years. Yeah. So are, are they like kicking themselves? Like they didn't. Well, that's what I, I mean. I mean, a lot of people say that. They're like, gosh, what a, what a somebody would have told me this five years ago, mm -hmm. right? You know, or three years ago, and well, but you got them straight two he, years ago, so they're still working on their plan. Right, they still and, got time, and that's the thing; it's a constant thing. I mean, we've got clients that have been with us for years, and we're making tweaks and changes because the economy changes, the tax rules change, their life situation changes. Yeah, so you're constant. It's not a set and forget it. You know, you build the house and you never fix up your house again. I mean, you're you're going through that right now. You're kind of probably have that feeling. Oh, if I just get to that point where I'm done with the house, you're not done with the house, but that, isn't that kind of that mentality yeah. we have? I mean, well, I've gotten to the point where I'm done spending for a minute. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm like, what? What's whoa, whoa. Gas is yeah. $8 a gallon. I think I'm going to slow down for right. a second. You well, know? yeah. I mean, you just did the kitchen, yeah. right? Sanded the floors, right? Didn't you guys sand the floors too? Well, we, yeah. Or we, they did. We I mean, ripped up did. wherever it was carpeted, put down the, New, to match the floor and then right. had them sand it and then restain it and do. Right. Poly. So you're like, okay, I'm not going to go hog wild spending anymore yeah. after this, but you still are going to be maintaining the house. Right? Gallon of milk is like $47 now. I'm, <laughs> I, we're done spending for a second. Good grief. So a story in Market Watch argues that the proposed new tax bill will end Roth IRA conversions for almost everyone, even those who earn less than 400000 a year. First, that's concerning to me. Is that true? And second, if it is true, should we consider a conversion now before those changes become law? I don't know. This is a, a tax bill. You know how many crazy things get on 
There's one tax bill that said all IRAs and pre-tax 401ks were supposed to be given to the government. They're supposed to give us a check like Social Security. It doesn't ever go through, yeah. but they they try to put it in every year. So, um, look, the government does actually get a lot of tax revenue from Roth conversions. They're basically we're basically paying the tax. Uh, okay. So okay. I don't. I'm in not. Advance, sh- yeah. I'm not sure that we talk a lot about Roth IRAs. Right. That's a concern. Yeah, it, it is a concern. But basically, the new tax bill on capital is going to scrap Roth IRA conversions for everybody uh, after the end of the year. And no, that's not just for anybody earning over 400,000 a year. So it's going to prohibit all employee after-tax contributions in qualified plans. And it also prohibits after-tax IRA contributions from being converted. So it's kind of basically saying it, it will uh, end a practice called backdoor Roth. I think we've talked about backdoor well, yeah, yeah, Roth. You have, yeah. yeah. So backdoor Roth is somebody that's a real high income earner can't normally put in a Roth. They got they make three hundred grand a year, and they or it's really about two hundred or more. But they put into an after tax and then convert it, and they basically are putting it into a Roth even though they can't. But there's some rules on that. You can't have a standalone IRA or there's a pro rata rule. So it's very confusing. But they're talking about getting rid of all that. Now talk is cheap. Mm-hmm. Until they implement it, we're not going to go change anything at this so point. So convert now? Yeah, I mean, well, you can. Well, I'm telling people right now, we just had a client that did a tax plan for our CPA, uh, you know, went through and, and entered the information in the tax software, said, hey, you should probably convert about $140,000, you know, to get you to the next tax bracket because it's about tax bracket planning, right? It was like 24%. And okay, well, yeah, you're going to owe some tax on that. But after that, all that money's yours. Yeah. Yours. Won't be taxed coming out. And then you say, well, do you think the government's going to increase taxes? And, well, well, yeah, of course. Okay. So you're paying the tax on your debt right now, basically, is all you're doing. When you think about it that way, you never paid the debt. You got debt. You were bragging me about how you you know paid your house off and it was all debt-free and you don't have any debt on the cars and you don't have any debt, on, but you have a debt on your retirement. You know, if you got $2 million, you think you're debt-free, you got 600000 or $700,000 that you really owe to the government in taxes. Mm-hmm. That's assuming taxes stay the stay, way they are. Yeah. So, so you just have to start looking at converting as much as possible. I don't think they're going to get rid of it. I don't think this is going to pass. I think there's too much revenue that the government would kind of lose, I mean, essentially, because... We convert a lot. Because of the taxes going in. Well, the taxes, yeah, you're being paid. I mean, yeah. we're sending all kinds of money to the government because these people are going, Brian, I don't need all this money. Well, that's good. But that's a good spot. You know, if you don't need it, why are you going to pay a required minimum distribution tax, basically, at 72? Mm. That, that's You're just giving money away. Yeah. Hundreds of thousands in some cases. Like, this is, why come nobody's talking about it? Well, it hurts. There's pain. It's kind of like having a physical trainer, you know, a personal trainer. That's yelling at you all day long and screaming at you to get in better shape. Feel the burn. Yeah, let's it go burn now. so good. Right, right. And while you would look great and feel great after it, it's still pain. I don't care which way. You, <laughs> right. right. You know, even it's these. pain in. You look good out, but it's yeah, pain in. Right. Kind of like a Roth. Yeah. Right. And so you got to have some pain going in. But will you appreciate it more in three, five, 10, 15 years when you're saying, that's all mine? That's not all mine. You know, the IRA or the other account. Imagine what my butt would have looked like had I not done all of these. Exactly. Yeah. Now, we're just trying to work out getting some kind of, we're going to get a personal trainer and the financial planning in together. Yeah, at the there same you go. Time. So we get your like we it. get your health figured out, yeah. you know, a dietitian, the wealth. So when they're in your office, they'll be on a Peloton. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I like it. Come on, let's go. <laughs> more. Next, more. we're going to we talk about earnings. tax planning. Okay. <laughs> and stop eating garbage. Yeah, right. No. 
So uh, Brian was talking about the second opinion service, such an important thing. So, so what you've been with someone for 25 years, worth getting a second opinion. Things could be done better, differently. Maybe you get something from Integrity Financial Planning and you take back to your financial planner. Uh, regardless, if you are interested in the second opinion service and you've saved at least a million dollars towards your retirement, call Integrity Financial Planning, 866-2-PLAN-4, 866-TO-PLAN, and the number four. Will a bad economic word from the 1970s revisit the 21st century? We're going to talk about that after the break. Slip sliding away. Welcome back to Retire with Integrity. Slip sliding away. The show brought to you by the Integrity Financial Planning Team. Your host, Brian Bowen, president and founder of Integrity Financial Planning. This week in 1977, Paul Simon released Slip Sliding Away. Paul said the song shows just how easy it is to become complacent. Sitting back and watching your dreams pass you by. Quote, the nearer your destination, the more you're slip sliding away. Were you a fan of the uh, Paul Simon and the Simon and Garfunkel? I mean, not really. Yeah? (laughs) Not for you? (laughs) Not so much? Uh, We've been uh, hearing a lot of talk out of Washington about the debt ceiling. That's the cap on the national debt that the U.S. Treasury can incur. At certain times, Congress is under pressure to raise it so the country continue to pay its bills. Still, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen tells CNBC that like so many times before, everything always seems to work out. The debt ceiling has been raised almost 80 times since 1960 and almost always on a bipartisan basis. We have to raise the debt ceiling as a routine matter whenever the country um, runs budget deficits. By failing to pay any of our bills that come due would really be a catastrophic outcome. I fully Uh, expect it would cause a recession as well. It appears a temporary extension will delay a shutdown until December, but isn't all this just noise, Brian, from Washington? And do your clients call concern? And what do you tell them if they do? Well, yeah, it's all a bunch of noise. I mean, they're going to always extend it. It's like drama, you know. It seems like this comes up, every, yeah, all the time. Yeah, it's just it's like... Let's st- print some more money. It's like sell more tickets or something, you know? Yeah. Washington, D.C. is Hollywood for ugly people. You ever heard of that? <laughs> that's funny. Nah, yeah, that's basically what it is. I mean, it's you know, it's like watching a, a soap opera, but they're not really attractive, you know. Yeah. To watch, I think the temporary extension. Yeah, I mean, uh, the debt ceiling always seems to be this big thing, and and they're just going to increase that, continue to spend more money. Um, but the bigger concern that people should have is with their own personal finances, right? What are they doing? Um, because inflation is going to eat Americans alive. Well, it's already eaten us alive, but it's going to get worse as things cost more. And it's the middle America that's going to get hurt the worst. It's not the ultra rich. They have so much money that it doesn't matter. The consumer is going to ultimately pay. It's got to trickle down to the consumer. There's no other way. It does. Yeah. Yeah. There's just no way. Higher taxes and inflation is going to hurt the middle. And so what are you doing? Are you spending more money than you have now? look at what you're spending and get a plan together. Yeah. Some people go like, I've got a lot in savings. I'm like, no, you don't. That's, that's a good amount. I like that. You need to have a good amount in savings and not just in your 401k or your retirement account. One of the uh, foremost observers of Washington politics believes Joe Biden's package of tax hikes will be approved this year. 
but Andy Friedman thinks it will first get a major haircut because of pushback by moderate Democrats. Friedman expects both the infrastructure and massive spending plans will be slashed by trillions. Are you advising your clients to act now and risk losing money in a failing market, or should they wait until everything is settled? There's no way to know what's going to happen. I mean, Friedman thinks, okay, well, who's Friedman? <laughs> right. Yeah, that's and, one and, guy's opinion. Yeah, everybody's yeah. got an opinion. Okay, so will it go down to $1.2 trillion? I don't know. Everything that they seem to want to spend, they get. So will he, I mean... The big issue is the corporate tax bill and some of those things that are going to hurt indirectly. Mm-hmm. Tax bill, I mean, they're talking about going up on the upper tax rate, uh, which affects small business owners as corporation business owners. But honestly, the uh, the folks that are getting going to get hurt is the little folks that are buying goods from American corporations that yeah. have had to raise taxes. And they're paying the tax, and they have to somehow get it back from you. Yeah. Right? And it's going to trickle down. I had heard uh, one of our employees mention that they had taken their kids to get chicken wings, and it was like five wings for $5. <laughs> and they had done it for years, and it was no longer there because chicken wings are so expensive. It's oh, like they've just yeah. done away with that. Well, I heard Buffalo Wild Wings couldn't even get them for a while. Well, I, think, I think that's where it was. Yeah. Oh, was it? Yeah. Yeah, they couldn't even get them or they had to drive to somewhere to go get them. Right. It's just crazy. Yeah. We're hearing an ugly economic term from the 1970s, stagflation. It's the perfect storm of sluggish growth coupled with soaring inflation. Some economists are tossing around the word based on price spikes from supply chain interruptions and a more pessimistic gross domestic product forecast triggered by the Delta variant. But the Fed is downplaying the scenario, saying the conditions should moderate next year along with inflation. Are worries about stagflation and overreaction? Yeah, I mean, it kept the economy uh, in a rut for, for years in the seventies. So, um, you know, there, it's a, it was a different, um, it was a different time, right? Obviously soaring oil prices set off double digit inflation, but, um, you know, the, in the inflation, the difference is they, somebody tried to fix it. Paul Volcker went in and jacked up the interest rates. Well, they're not doing that. So he caused the economy to kind of slow down a mm-hmm. lot. Because you couldn't go get a mortgage. I mean, right now you can go get a mortgage at two and a half, three percent. Yeah, well, I got mine for two point seven five. It's crazy. Yeah. So back in the eighties, right, you were getting a mortgage at twelve percent. Yeah. Dad tell, told me that in eighty seven when we moved, that um, that he had sixteen percent because he had to get an unconventional loan. Right. It was a dollar. It was a roundhouse, but sixteen percent. That's a good deal. Sixteen <laughs> percent. No, it isn't. That's yeah. terrible. Uh, you can find like you can afford like a travel trailer. Now. That hurts my feelings. Right. <laughs> yeah. You can afford a box and a blanket. <laughs> yeah, a yurt or something. So I think um, that's the bigger issue is that inflation's going to just continue to go up. And because it looks everywhere you look now, everything everybody goes, Wow, this is more expensive than I bought. Yeah, what are you gonna do about it? So that means you have to save more, right? Spend less, you have to have your assets grow more, which sometimes means, Oh, I gotta take more risk. All of them are not exactly fun things, right? We all want to spend more, right? We all want to retire earlier, all of that. So, a lot of those decisions you have to make are now kind of harder to make. 
You look at me with that piercing look when you say spend more and retire early. Oh, no, I wasn't saying. I wasn't talking about you. <laughs> uh, here's the number to call. You worried about inflation? Want to know how to deal with it? Call Integrity Financial Planning, 866-2-PLAN-4, 866-TO-PLAN, and the number four, ask about the complimentary blueprint plan. If you saved a million dollars or more towards your retirement, you qualify. If you saved five million or more, you qualify for the private wealth division. Again, 866-TO-PLAN and the number four. On the way, what's all this talk about the IRS wanting to take a closer look at your checking account balance? We'll take a closer look when we come back. This is the radio show with integrity. It's Retire with Integrity, brought to you by Integrity Financial Planning. Brian Bowen is here, your host, president and founder of Integrity Financial Planning. I am his co-host, extraordinaire, Brett Sharp. No, you're not going with that? That was great. Uh, We're celebrating the 70th anniversary of the sitcom that People Magazine called the best TV show of all time. I Love Lucy premiered this week... In 1951, fun fact, William Frawley, who played Fred Mertz on the show, was not the first choice for that role. They wanted Gail Gordon, but he wasn't available. So who is Gail Gordon? You'd know him better as Mr. Mooney, the banker in the sequel, The Lucy Show. Did not know that. Yeah. Neither did I, but I did the research. You're welcome. Do you have realistic expectations as you approach retirement? That's a question many ponder leading up to a planned exit from the workforce. If budgeting or debt loads are off, it can lead to some serious belt tightening. An article in the Arizona Republic suggests asking yourself these questions, possibly with the help of an advisor. Hint, hint, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, Brian Bowen. Is there enough guaranteed income? That's the, I mean, that's the big question. Um, People most of the time don't have it. You know, Social Security, pensions don't provide enough anymore. Because that was the opposite. You know, 30 years ago, pretty much everybody had a pension. Yeah. Um, Social Security. And inflation wasn't that high. So people could live. They didn't really have a lot of large assets, but they still live good because you live on income. Yeah. Right? Now, it's... Probably 20% of our clients have enough Social Security and pension income. Only 20%? uh, Yeah. Wow. I don't know if it's that. They they don't need to touch their assets. So the the reality is they don't have enough guaranteed income, so they go to annuities or other kind of fixed income instruments like basically bonds, whatever it may be, to get a somewhat secure income source. Can you handle your debts? Now, again, this is all according to Arizona Republic. So is there enough guaranteed income? Can you handle your debts? Yeah. I mean, zero now your credit card did that does help out. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, the cash flow thing, even though interest rates sometimes are so low, it's like, should I pay it off? Yeah. 2%, you know, it's not costing me anything. Right. Yeah. Or Or car, car loans. Sometimes people have 0% car loans. Like, should I pay it off? Um, you know, but now working, keep working part time. That's an automatic assumption that can be dangerous because sometimes people can't. They get sick, they get injured. They were going to work to seventy five at Lowe's or the part time, and but yeah, they get sick and they can't do it. And then that income, you have to start taking it from somewhere else. So 
it's 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 a nice buffer, an extra to have, but mm-hmm. you shouldn't count count on that you're going to be able to work physically. You don't know. Um, so you know that. Here's the big one: is your spending plan realistic? Oh yeah, most people don't have a spending plan, and that's even more important in retirement. People go, oh, but I make plenty of money. I got a million, two million dollars, or whatever. Right? I'm set. I'm, I'm set. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but how much are you needing to take out of your accounts? Right? You don't know how much. And after tax. And to last you the rest of your life. Right. You just haven't sat down and looked at what's my out-of-pocket medical expenses, uh, all my bills. And sometimes it's so high they don't want to. Like, eh, I don't really want to know. (laughs) I don't really want to know. And then when they do it, the folks that actually have, when we tell them go home, the word is eye-opening every time. I didn't realize we are spending that much. Wow. Because everything costs so much today. Yeah. Eating out. Well, you just don't realize how much you spend. I mean, when you factor in everything from yeah. haircuts to fuel to, right. you know, latte, your morning latte at right. Starbucks your, or your, whatever. Your, your ballet lessons that you have to take. I mean. I wasn't going to tell your, people your, that your on the Your Botox radio. that you're taking. Shh. Okay. Can we not? Can we just? <laughs> we're we're your live. Tanning, your tanning bed. This is on the radio. Uh, so yeah. Oh. Is this live? You can. Yeah. That's. <laughs> uh, what about is your. Do you invest in the right buckets? What yeah. about that one? Yeah, people don't know how the buckets work, so sometimes it's hard. Health savings account, Roth IRAs, Roth 401ks, those should be, you should be putting in those first. Those are the big ones. Um, a lot of people go, what's a health savings account? That's, that's a thing that I have to put money in, but I lose it at the end of the year. No, that's different. No, that's completely different. This That's a flexible spending account, FSA. This is health savings. It's like an IRA pre-tax, but you get a tax deduction uh, you know, going in, but it's tax-free if you use it for medical expenses, dental expenses down the road. So it's the best of both worlds. The downfall is it's got a limit. I mean, mm-hmm. you're only talking about eight grand a year you can put in the thing. But between that and a Roth 401k, your spouse, let's say you're both working. I mean, you're over 50, 52 grand a year plus the HSA. I mean, that's 60000 That's a lot of money that you could be packing away into something that's growing tax-free plus if your income is right, you can put another seven grand a piece into that. And then there's all kinds of... Into the HSA? No, this would be an individual Roth. Oh, individual if you Roth. made under 200 grand or approximately, I'm not going to go into the phase element. Gotcha. It's a little confusing, but there's usually buckets of money that we want to focus on. I would say 80% of the time we're telling people to change the way they're saving when they come in. Mm-hmm. The uh, IRS wants to dig deeper into your finances. Oh, that's nice. A Biden administration plan would allow the agency to monitor your checking account if it has a balance of at least $600. Its aim, trying to detect those trying to hide income and then tax that money. But Consumer Bankers Association President Richard Hunt tells CNBC that is a lopsided idea. We understand the, the purpose of the goal here is to make sure that everybody pays the right amount of taxes. But what you're asking is low and moderate income people to turn over their financial data to try and catch millionaires and billionaires who are not paying their taxes. That's just a wrong-headed approach. It seems like the feds, like the federal government, is bending over backwards to get every cent. Isn't this just another example of why a tax strategy is needed in a retirement plan? What do you advise clients as tax laws change year to year, Brian? Well, that's a that's a horrible Snoopy rule there. I'll tell you that. Um, Want to check on everything you're doing? You're checking. Oh. 
But no, I think um, that's scary, is what that is. It is. That is Big Brother. Yeah, Big Brother is here to stay. So I think with regards to uh, tax strategies, I mean that's what we're busy right now. This last few months of the year is tax planning, saying, "Well, what do you? What's your income look like? You got pre-tax uh, IRAs. You got stocks, maybe that you want to start gifting away or charitable gifting plans. Business owners, business owners are like, oh yeah, I got a CPA. Well, good. What? Well, tell me one thing, one thing that they've shown you that's reducing your tax bill. Hello." Hello? This thing on? Hello? Yeah. Hello. Yeah. Anybody there? And and it's usually the same answer because you know why? I did the same thing for years. You're going, well, they didn't really give me any advice. Right. Because they're, they're more compliance type CPAs, right? To keep you in compliance, making sure that you file the right form and that's all good. Right. But what about ways for me to create more wealth? Because if you don't give it to the government and you save it, then it's yours and you can invest it and it can grow, right? Are they even allowed to give that kind of advice? CPAs? Well, they're, they're uh, tax strategies. Of course. Yes. Okay. Tax, yeah. CPAs tax. Now, can they invest your money? No. I mean, they, they can't invest it, but the idea is they can give you advice on tax strategies, where to save more, get a tax deduction, or maybe it's not a tax deduction. Now it's later, right? Business owners have a lot of different options where the average person that works for someone just doesn't have them available. Yeah. Right? And and so that's where business owners really have the advantage or the, uh, the leg up on, on making sure that they pay as you're still paying tax. I don't want to make it sound like, oh, business owners don't pay any tax. No, business owners pay the majority of tax. Right. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's just they have a little more flexibility with being creative with trying to set up either retirement plans or some kind of plan to make sure that they save more and it's not going to the government. So tell me about, if you don't mind, because we talk about the uh, complimentary blueprint plan and the second opinion service. I know if you saved at least a million dollars towards your retirement, you can help and that could be, that qualifies you for a complimentary blueprint. What about the private wealth division? Tell me how that works again. Yeah. I mean, so the, the private wealth division is anybody that's saved 5 million or more. There's some special needs there. If you have those kind of assets, right? We're talking about coordinating, with our state planning and tax planning attorneys, our CPA, uh, getting involved with probably a very comprehensive estate and tax planning strategy that has probably some a lot of moving parts. But when you have those kind of assets, you can do those kind of things, right? You can um, you can basically save more on taxes now and in the future. 
but also avoid paying too much when you pass away to your kids, right? Because that's the big thing. Estate taxes are coming down, we think, at least it's proposed. And so when someone with that those kind of assets now, let's say they're 60 years old, well, goodness, they need some they need a coordinated plan. And a lot of folks come in here with those assets and they're not talking to anybody. Or they got a local guy that's investing their money. Oh, that's good. I'm glad you got somebody investing your money. But you don't have a comprehensive financial plan. And five million dollars or more, mo money, mo problems, right? Exactly. Or potential problems. Yeah. No, it is, and that's what I'm saying. If they're sixty now and they're investing pretty well, they are in seven point two percent. Now they're in ten million mm. in ten years. Assuming they're still working, they didn't take anything out. Ten million dollars. Now you know if the state tax goes down to they're talking about three and a half million. Well, now you got an estate tax problem. Your kids are going to pay 40% above that number. Oh, my gosh. And so you've got to do something. And sometimes people are like, oh, it's going to cost tens of thousands of dollars. No, it's not going to cost tens of thousands of dollars. You're, you're just, you need to find out what the options are, right? And so uh, the private wealth division is set up for folks like that so they don't have to go to four different places. We can coordinate something together. It's a, kind of a team lift in Absolutely. a way, isn't it? Right. Yeah. yeah. If you have interest, get a hold of it. If it's a second opinion, you've been working with somebody for a while, you want to get a second opinion, call Integrity Financial Planning, Brian Bowen and his team, 866-2PLAN-4, 866-TO-PLAN, and the number four. Uh, here's our website, retirementplannow.com. That's retirementplannow.com. On the way is a famous movie star taking a gradual approach to retirement. Their story is coming up. Your mission is to listen to this radio show. Retire with Integrity is on your radio, brought to you by Integrity Financial Planning. Your host is Brian Bowen. It's the end of an era for the James Bond franchise, the Daniel Craig era. No Time to Die, his final movie as Agent 007, is finally out in theaters. When the film wrapped in 2019, an emotional Craig addressed the crew. Take a listen to this. A lot of people here worked on five pictures with me, and I know there's a lot of things said about what I think about these films and all of those, whatever, but I've loved every single second of these movies, and especially this one, because I've got up every morning and I've had the chance to work um, with you guys, and that has been one of the greatest honors of my life. That's from the Apple TV documentary, Being James Bond. While he's retiring from the role after 15 years, the 53-year-old Craig plans to continue acting on stage and screen. This reminds me of a phased or gradual retirement or retirees who keep working part-time. What advice do you give clients considering this approach, and what are the pros and cons? Well, working part-time is a great strategy because they get to, usually if they get Social Security or some kind of other pension, they can delay the, taking money from their assets, which is a good thing, right? It makes your money last longer. Mm -hmm. So there's, that's a big pro. The con is that you have to spend part of your day doing it yeah. <laughs> and you can't do what you want to do. Um, but I think there's a lot, I think there's a lot more pros to working part-time. It's a great way for people to still at that age to be engaged to mentally, you know, physically into some kind of work. I just want it to be something that I enjoy. Right. Or yeah. maybe, maybe it's working for myself part time. Could you be. Know? Yeah. Maybe it's a, a fishing guide. You know, you like fishing. Oh, uh, yeah. And so now you're in my lane. Right. You know, you start a YouTube video showing how people how to fish. 
I mean, first you got to learn how to fish. <laughs> I got to learn how to catch them yeah, first. Yeah. Right. You know me but too one, well, man. Once, once you get really good at it, then you can start your own YouTube video, right? Yeah. And you can start making millions of dollars like all these kids do. Dude, you know? I can't even win my good old boys network fishing tournament on Sunday mornings. Really? Yeah, I've been doing it for two years and haven't won What's, a single time. Don't you know those fish at Clater Lake yet, where they are at? You should They're tough, know. man. Are They're they? tough, yeah. Mm. They've been hooked a lot. Their lips are sore. Yeah, but... They're jaded. They're jaded, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, how much, if any, money should you leave your kids? In the case of millionaires, a new survey by The Motley Fool finds 67% of them are worried about leaving too mm. much to heirs. They, they don't want them to blow the money or deal with the headaches of an estate. They also don't want their kids to become lazy. What advice do you pass on to clients on whether to leave money? And what are some of the factors that should go into that decision? Uh, it's interesting. Uh, from this article, the Motley Fool article, it says one-third of millionaires plan to leave at least half their assets to an heir. The other two-thirds plan on leaving at least part of their estate to charity. Wow. That's interesting. Yeah. The wealthiest 1% of Americans receive inheritance worth an average of 719000 while the bottom 50%. Get an average of nine thousand seven hundred dollars. Here's the here's now, the don't spend the that story. all in one place. Be a better kid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's it. So, um, but this is interesting. The second point I want to talk about says the other two thirds plan on leaving at least part of the estate to charity. So, if if you're gonna leave money to charity and you've left it in your will, please give us a call. Because a charitable gifting plan makes all much more sense for you, not for your kids. This isn't about your kids. It's about you and your retirement plan. Because it can be tax deductible. No. Oh. Well, sort of. So, oh. the, so the idea is that if, let's say, you're going to give, we uh, we had a uh, couple came in, they're like, oh, we're going to give, I don't remember what it was, 60%, 70%. Wow. Of their estate to, well, they didn't have any kids. Oh, I see. And they were going to give it to another family member, you know, that didn't have a lot. I'm too selfish to be that philanthropic. Yeah, I know. We're working on you. <laughs> but um, so so if they're going to do that, let's say you're going to give in half of your money to, you know, the, the charity at, in the will. Not now. Okay. And, you know, you're sitting there with a bunch of Apple stock and Bitcoin and you're, you bought all this great stock that just went up through the roof. You bought some, you know, you had an apartment building and you're like... Oh man, I really like to sell that, but I just I don't want to pay the tax. Yeah, that's why a lot of people. I mean, I got some clients that have millions in real estate. And they're like, well, I'd love to sell this building, but I really don't want to pay a million in tax. So, what happens is you can do some gifting tax planning strategies. Okay, we're not talking about changing the way that you want to leave your money. We're just talking or about where you want to leave it. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't even care where you give it. Okay. If you want to give it to Virginia Tech, UVA, you want to give it to the United Way, the church, it doesn't matter. That's your it's your money. Yeah. Well, you ultimately do that. But we're talking about giving you an upfront tax deduction on something that you're not going to get if the plan that you're currently doing, right? So we had a, a client that were like, yeah, we want, we're, we want to give a lot of money, a million dollars to charity when we pass away, or at least that's what their current uh, assets were about $2 million. And I said, well, what if you want to get, you want to get a deduction for 500000 now and, and, get a, and not have to pay any tax on the capital gains and these stocks that you've appreciated? And I'm like, yeah, I like that. I mean, we save 100000 in taxes now. Over the next few years, we can convert IRA to Roth zero tax i mean the, that could be more beneficial to the charity oh it is yeah. well it is it's actually more beneficial to the other heir 
that was going to get the other 50% because they wanted to leave the Roths and all that to, yeah, yeah, to them. Yeah. So the heir that was going to inherit a lot more tax-free money, they're going to get more tax-free yeah. income. Everybody wins except the government. That was mm. the only person that was like, well, unfortunately. Well, I know, that's sad. I know we you, want I, the government to get something. I know. Too. I know you guys like the IRS. They were sad, too. They had to go to counseling over it. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. That's sarcasm in case yeah, you can't right. smell that. Yeah. Uh, Integrity Financial Planning is the name of the company. You need to make that plan now. Don't wait. Don't sit on this. Call Brian Bowen. Call his team, the Integrity Financial Planning team, ready to take your call right now. 866-TO-PLAN-FOR, 866-TO-PLAN and the number four, or you can find our number online at retirementplannow.com. Everywhere you look, there is someone who wants to help manage your money. From the next-door neighbor who's studying to get his insurance license to the brother-in-law who thinks he's going to get rich by day trading. They all know exactly what you should do with your money, except that they don't know. If you're looking for real answers, call Brian Bowen and his team at Integrity Financial Planning. They'll help you design a comprehensive strategy for achieving your financial goals. Call 866-866-5264 or go online at financialplanningva.com. With 10,000 Americans turning 65 years of age every day in America, more than half don't know how much they'll need for retirement. This is Retire with Integrity with your host, Brian Bowen. We've seen some gleaming things on your tax return that you can take advantage of. We'll tell you. I mean, it's, we're not here to keep everything a secret. With more than 20 years in the financial planning industry, Brian brings his creative solutions for income creation, growth, and the protection of retirement assets. There's so much free information out there today about investment advice. A lot of the information is fragmented and disconnected. Brian has been a contributor to Forbes, CNN, Fortune, Money. We help you prepare for a successful retirement, or if you already retired, help you stay retired successfully. Now, helping you confidently navigate the retirement planning process, this is Retire with Integrity with Brian Bowen. You have found us on your radio. This is Retire with Integrity, the show that is brought to you by the Integrity Financial Planning Team. Your host is Brian Bowen. He's the president and founder of Integrity Financial Planning. And the number to get through, if you want to get through to the team, is 866-2-PLAN-4. That's 866-TO-PLAN and the number four. On today's show, the changing rules when it comes to making sure you'll have enough income in your retirement. Bad decisions when making a financial plan can be like trying to put toothpaste back in the tube, and we've got some advice to prevent that. And just in time for baseball playoffs, how game strategy is similar to securing your financial future. But first, as we head into the fourth quarter of the year, we're hoping the market continues to hold up. CNBC asked Goldman Sachs' David Costin what potential threats he sees in our investments. I think the biggest risk out there is taxes. We are assuming that taxes on the corporate level are going higher. And so that would lead the risk to potential negative earnings revisions kind of as you look later into uh, into the fourth quarter. Once the tax legislation, the tax hikes are uh, coming to, into place. Ugh. Negative earnings. Uh, Brian, are there any tax moves we could make that might also help with our investing strategy? Absolutely, there is. You just obviously have to look at each situation try to find out what's a, a fit. But I mean, what he's he's saying is tax hikes are going to be a threat in a couple of different ways, right? You've got the indirect threat of the economy slowing down. That's basically the corporate taxes going up. It's going to affect everybody. Absolutely. I mean, the trickle down economics is true 
proven to be true when you increase taxes on a corporate level. Corporations don't have the money to grow and expand and hire and spend more money in marketing and advertising and everything they need to be doing. Everything that they need to do to be growing a business, right? And so that's obviously a huge threat and it's going to cost more to the consumer, which is an inflation risk. It's not tax risk, right? It's inflation. You're you're going, why why is everything so more expensive? I don't understand. Two years ago, this thing was 30% lower. You know, know, the corporation had to increase the prices because they had to pay more in taxes. And so all those things flow down to- It really is trickle down, isn't it? No, it really does. I mean, it makes perfect sense when you speak to, it doesn't matter. It's not a political thing either. It's not at all. I mean, um, I've, I've talked to economists and I've talked to people that are in the public sector of finance even, which sometimes they lean towards saying, well, no, you know, taxes doesn't increase, but you really get into people that understand economics. They're like, yeah, it's going to affect everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, it is. But with regards to taxes, I mean, negative earnings, yeah, that's that's not good. I think the tax moves that you really need to be focused on your investing strategy is if I buy this stock, this real estate, whatever it is, let's think about the end game before we get into this. Mm-hmm. I put money into a traditional 401k at work or a traditional IRA that's pre-tax. What does it look like when I take it out? That's what doesn't happen in investing. We never think about the end game. And honestly, it took me a long time even to start thinking like that, right? It's probably been the last decade. I mean, I've been, you know, I started over 20 years in this in this industry, and it's probably been the last decades when taxes has really been a focus of, wait a second, because people are coming to us and saying, you know, I got this real estate and I bought it 30 years ago. It's an apartment building. It's fully depreciated. I don't know what to do. And, you know, I don't know, my CPA just said sell it and pay the tax or spread it out over three years. There wasn't a lot of advice. And so you kind of have to go in before you do the investment and just think about the downfalls of it, right? The downfall of an apartment building fully depreciated. You're going to pay long-term capital gains on everything, but it's all in one year. Mm. All in one year. What, after you're fully depreciated? Well, yeah, that's what I mean. So, so let's say you bought it for a uh, half a million dollars, right? And it grew to two million, which is very plausible mm-hmm. in this market. We've got people with even bigger numbers than that. But let's say you got a $2 million apartment building. You fully depreciated the building, which is a majority of the value. You might have a you know $100,000 cost basis because of the land. But you got $1.9 million capital gain mm. sitting here. Wow. All in one year. It's not like your IRA. If you had if you had $2 million in your uh, pre-tax IRA, well, you could take $80,000 a year and you only pay tax on the $80,000, mm-hmm. right? Well, you know, 30% tax bracket, you're not paying that much, you know, 24 grand a year in tax. But you're literally paying it all at one wow. time, right? And yeah. so it's like, okay, and, and depending on your other income that you have, but we've got a client that's, really, you know, making good income, selling a $2 million building, and you're sitting here going... Yeah, you're almost at 30% in tax. When you add up the, the federal, uh, state, you add up 3.8% Medicare tax, and you add, add all that up, you're almost sitting, it's like 29%. You're Ouch. sitting 30% of that 1.8 million going, yeah, I hope you're sitting down. Yeah. I hope you're sitting down. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you're going you're gonna to pay over $500,000 in tax. So a quarter of what you basically have, it's appreciated, have invested in, invested yeah. in is gone. And, and of course- yeah, you know, people, well, they should pay tax. They made money. Yeah, I get that. That's fine. But it's it hurts their plan because that money's gone and it's gone now versus if you had an IRA, right? So it's just when you're going into things, think about the end game. How are you going to pull the money out? Withdrawals. What does this look like for income in retirement, right? If you kept the apartment building, it's fine because you get some income slowly and you pay a little tax over the time. But some folks get to, just like my client I'm talking about, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm tired of it. 
even though I have a property manager, I'm tired of hearing about the buildings leaking, the roofs, this, I got to replace <laughs> the checks I'm writing. Some, he goes, the last few years, the building's appreciated, but I haven't made any money on income because mm-hmm. I'm spending money to replace the building because I just sold. And it's time to replace everything. You know, after 20, 30 years. That's a smart way to look at it. I really do. I think to look at it, what are the tax ramifications? Let's find out what those are now before we make this investment. I don't think most people think of it that way. I think this is an investment. Let's buy it now and then we'll deal with it later. Right. It's a good investment. I'm going to buy real estate. I'm going to put in an IRA because that's what the CPA talked about or recommended to the financial advisor. But what does it look like when I need to take it out? Yeah. Right. How is this? How is this going to affect me when I sell it? Let's think about that before. So, Brian, a new survey by the Federal Reserve finds few Americans plan to work well into their 60s. Some are persuaded to retire even before the age of 62, thanks to a nice spike in the values of 401k and other plans. Others want to continue the great resignation trend that started at the beginning of the pandemic. Still, others feel they are undervalued by the workforce after getting laid off in their 60s. This is great if you can pull it off, but what are the pitfalls? Well, it's interesting in this article, it talks about the July survey found 50% of respondents expect to keep working past the age of 62. They didn't ask you. So you the per, the percentage survey would have been lower. For sure. If they asked you. Yeah. Because I, I know you want to retire at 59 and a half. Now. Yeah. If I could, I would do it right now, but I can't, obviously. Yeah. Um, so... But, you know, it's interesting. Uh, only about 10% of older Americans have a higher 401k financial plan to retire early. So, you know... There's a, there's a big percentage that come to us that want to retire early, and they, they want the, the big question is, can I? And retire early doesn't mean I retire and I don't do anything. It just means I don't want to work full-time for that company or the job I did for 20, 30 years. Right. I'm done doing that. I want to do something different. And I, and I love those scenarios because and then you can. it's really not so much about finance and money. It's about finding what they want to do. Like, what, what, what do you really love? Oh, I love woodworking, or I love... You know, whatever. I love to travel. Well, that takes money. Yeah, you know, so you, have to talk about that's that. going to be a problem. Yeah. Well, unless you want to be a travel uh, agent, you know, yeah. and you can... Get some deals. Right, yeah. or, you know, actually, we, we have one client that does uh, travel tours, right? They go to different places all over the country, or all over the world, excuse me. Last year was a little rough for them. But they, oh, for sure. they go and, and do tours of gardens all over the all over the world, like the most beautiful gardens, and, and he knows how to, you know, talk about the plants and all that. But, you know, people pay him to give tours all over the world. So, you know, there is something that for travel, right? Not everybody can be a tour, right, uh, yeah. guide. But the idea is that you have this, I want to get here. I want to get the B. I'm at A right now. I've mm-hmm. got money saved. But I need to get the B, and I want to figure out how do I make my – I still need a paycheck, right? And that's that's kind of, I think, the early retirement and, you know, should you – and people are getting laid off, like this article talks about. The workforce, people are getting laid off in their 60s because they go, well, look, we can hire a 30-year-old. For half the price. Right. Yeah. Maybe 30 or 50% less. Uh, and, you know, they may work harder because they need the job. They need the income. They got a mortgage and the needs. And a lot of the 60-year-olds are like, hey, I, I've saved up a million or $2 million. I'm, I don't really. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm good. I'm good. Go ahead. You want to fire me? Yeah. <laughs> Go yeah. ahead. Go ahead. You know, I, I'm fine. Right. And and they've got such experience that someone else would want to hire them part time. I have we have a lot of clients actually looking at consultant work. Right. They they are an expert in this area, whatever it may be, from architects, engineering to sales consultants, whatever you know, physicians even. And they go, you know what? I don't I don't really want to work for anybody anymore. What, what do you think about starting up an LLC and? You know, being a consultant and I can work out of my house when I want to. 
you can make some good money at consulting, yes. but do people do people? I mean, is that a pie in the sky? No, no, gig people, no. We have we have uh, you know probably I don't know a dozen in the last couple of years that we have kind of helped do that, and and they and, do it successfully. And yeah, they're, and, and, they're, it's lucrative and, and they're and they're making decent money, okay. but they're also controlling. But the idea is that you go to this next stage and you want free, freedom, freedom or flexibility from the occupation that ties you from eight to five or eight to six or whatever it may be. And I mean, one of my friends uh, retired and, you know, he's like, well, I, want to, I don't know what to do. I don't know the business side of things. And I kind of helped walk him through and like, well, you can be a consultant. He's actually doubled his hourly rate from his job doing the same exact thing, went back to the company and said, can I just work for you guys part time? And he goes, sure. So he's pretty much making the same amount of money. He's got to pay more self-employment tax. He didn't have to pay that before. He's got the freedom to do what he wants. He just went to Hawaii for two weeks and didn't have to ask anybody's mm -hmm. opinion. But he's got the flexibility now, right, to do other things that he wants to do with his life. Start working towards that freedom and flexibility. You want that? I want that. Who doesn't want that? 866-TO-PLAN-4 is a number to call to reach Integrity Financial Planning. They've got a crackpot team. That's a good thing. 866-TO-PLAN and the number four. On the way, is it time to throw out the old rules when it comes to how much money you need to retire? We'll discuss that after the break. Welcome to Retire with Integrity, brought to you by Integrity Financial Planning. 866-2-PLAN-4 is the number to reach us, 866-TO-PLAN and the number 4. 35 years ago, Huey Lewis released Hip to be Square. Huey was never the typical long-haired rocker type, and uh, the song pokes fun at his clean-cut boy-next-door image. I always kind of liked Huey Lewis. I yeah. He's a cool dude. Tall guy. He's like 6'4". Did you know that? Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. You're you're six four, aren't you? Six five. Six five, yeah. Well, I used to be six five, right? But you shrink a little I'm bit. Slouching a little bit. All right, I'll sit up a little straighter. <laughs> so, uh, Brian, one of the rules of thumb we've heard for a long time is that however much money you're earning now, you're going to need roughly seventy to eighty percent of that during retirement. But Investors Business Daily says that rule doesn't work anymore. They now recommend that you shoot for replacing one hundred percent of your pre-retirement income. First, is that really necessary? And second, is it even possible to replace your current income, your entire income? Well, old assumptions, you know, about retirement planning, something like dangerously out of date and inadequate, basically. It's like the old yardstick that called for replacing 70 to 80% of your income. The economy is sluggish a little bit in some areas. And of course, you're saying, well, the real estate market's hot. True. The real estate market is hot. Low interest, artificial low interest rates that mm -hmm. the government's setting at very low interest rates. And we also have the federal reserve buying $250 billion of bonds. That's just basically like a, you know, let's use an example corporation that's shown these fantastic profits and someone's just giving them $250 billion a year. Yeah. Free. Well, of course they're going to, it's going to look it's good. Boosting. Sure. Right. I mean, it's, it's like an interest free loan basically, you know? And so, there's some fundamental issues there, and so I think inflation is going to be the big eater of people's retirement, and, and that's already odd. And I don't know that it's ever – is it ever going to go down again? I don't think so. You, well, you can't print this kind of money I mean, because printing money in, uh, like this is basically inflation, right? It's the same thing. Yeah. And so you're devaluing the dollar, which makes everything more expensive. There's a lot of supply and demand issues going on right now, obviously, because... Still? Oh, yeah. I mean, just was talking with a client who does logistics, right? They they basically... His company basically does the containers, right? From China to here, 
or overseas and back. And he said the prices of some of them for smaller companies that are ordering these have quadrupled. Some of them are double or triple than just in the past year, yeah. year or two, right? So wh where is that cost coming to? It's coming to us. Sure. Right? It comes down to the consumer in a very small percentage, but it still comes to us when he goes, he the first thing out of his mouth, he goes, well, Brian, here's the problem. <laughs> the problem is we depend on China and overseas for almost everything. Yeah. Yeah. And he just paused and sat there and goes, that's the problem right there. He goes, we, we don't make anything. Everything's got to come from overseas. So, you know, prices go up over there. Shipping costs goes up. Supply and demand. And they can do it because they can. Yeah. Right? Well, and everybody else's profit margins get slimmer and yeah. slimmer and slimmer because right. of that. Yeah. I talked to a uh, home builder yesterday, as a matter of fact, uh -huh. and and he said, yeah, there's high demand for homes right now, but my gosh, it's costing five to six times to build what it once did. Right crazy right it's yeah it's it's so expensive and so people the home builders index kind of went down i don't know if it was last month or week before we talked about it a little bit and from what i'm hearing from builders are they're saying well people are getting sticker shock yes yeah. they, they sell their house in two days or an hour right they close on it they go live with mom and dad with the kids for a little bit in the basement and they're like okay we gotta find a house we gotta find a house yeah and they go well there's no houses to find and they go okay, I actually didn't find it, uh, an existing house because there's no inventory, but what I'll do is build this new one. And they go drive out to the build, you know, and look at it and go, whoa. Yeah. Okay, and that's because the material cost is, sure. is so expensive. Um, we have some clients that are building a house in North Carolina. I just talked to them this week, and they said, our first estimate that we got has increased by $75,000, right? It's from what they wow. were at to now. And they just said, that's a lot of money. I mean, this isn't the Taj Mahal. I mean, it's not, you know, it's not in, enormous, right? It's just a, it's a 2,500 square foot retirement home on slab grade, simple. Yeah. And that's a huge increase. But the other thought is if we don't do it now, how much more is it going to go up? Let's right. pull the trigger now. Right. You know, we're going to pay through the nose, but. Or the prices could go down because it's all supply. A lot of this is supply and demand too. They can't yeah. get the materials and. Uh, one of our clients works for a window company. So their, their lead time from the time that. If you ordered at the store, right, and you had all these custom windows, which most houses that are custom built are custom windows, sure. right? And uh, 40 is either 41 to 43 week lead time. Wow. For you to get them. And he said a lot of times it's still even being backed up, but that's our estimate currently. Hope you like the breeze in your house. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, duct tape and uh, a little <laughs> of that plastic. Yeah, you said man. The natural light. It's good. Visiqueen. We're yeah. good to go. Yeah. So there's a lot we can do to increase the chances that a retirement will be a successful one. But Morningstar's Amy Arnott says one thing that's beyond our control is something called the sequence of returns risk. That's basically whether a big market drop takes place during the first few years of retirement as opposed to the latter years. So if you're retired, you're probably taking withdrawals from your portfolio, which reduces the value. But then if the market is down, that reduces the value even more. So it's sort of a double whammy. And it can also hurt your results because there's not as much value left to rebound when the market recovers. So Brian, how do you handle the sequence of returns risk for your clients well sequence returns is um kind of confusing but we've got a ton of different charts and excel charts and different ways to show it but you can have a, a higher rate of return okay in your account your portfolio that you're taking income this is sequence returns is all about income and you're not in the income stage so you don't have to worry about this but 
if let's say we've got sixty five year old and they say Brian, I need income. I don't have a pension. I've got you know wife and I have Social Security, but it's not enough to cover the bills, right? Between the two of us, it's you know forty thousand a year, but we need eighty thousand a year. Okay, so well that's eighty thousand net. We have to probably take you know more just to pay the tax well, sure. on their IRA. So what we do is we say, okay, you got your Roth IRA that's out there. That should be more aggressive. Your pre-tax account, we have to put a portion of that in a very, very conservative model investment to make sure that the risk you're taking, because you can have a higher rate of return, okay, but have a lot of volatility while you're taking income and end up with less money. Hmm. That's a problem yeah. because you can actually have a lower rate of return, but have a lot lower volatility when you're taking income and end up with more. Because when you, if the market goes down 30, 40% and you're taking income from that, you're selling at the bottom mm -hmm. and your rate of return will be lower. Very it. hard to explain unless we show a chart, but it's, it's something they're teaching in college financial planning courses all over the country now to explain that you got to be very careful where you're taking income from. Yeah, for sure. You have questions. Give us a call, 866-TO-PLAN-4-866-TO-PLAN and the number four. Coming up, how a good retirement plan is like getting all the ketchup out of the packet. Before you get totally confused, we'll explain in just a minute. Retire with Integrity is on your radio, brought to you by Integrity Financial Planning. Your host is Brian Bowen, president and founder of Integrity Financial Planning. You can uh, find us online at retirementplannow.com. In 1965, that the Red Baron made his first appearance in the Peanuts comic strip. Snoopy's arch enemy would be uh, featured off and on for decades in the comic strip, TV specials, and the Peanuts movie. Do you remember the Red Baron? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Snoopy was on his little doghouse and mm -hmm. Loves had the guns and stuff on there. Snoopy was my doghouse. favorite. Yeah, that was a that was a cool doghouse, man. An article in the Balance.com warns that a big mistake too many married couples make is they think about the retirement future on the basis of my money, your money. But if they look at the picture jointly, their money may last longer. What problems have you seen couples encounter? Do you insist on involving both spouses in their retirement planning? Yeah, I mean, there's sometimes there's a lead, and that's okay, because there's a CFO in the family that comes and wants to meet us first and ask hard questions, and, and I'm fine with that. Yeah. But to make any real decisions, both couples have to be there. Yeah. We're not going to do this alone, and the wife just shows up, or the husband just shows up and signs a couple papers. Yeah, whatever he thinks. No, 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 no. <laughs> You need to know what's going on. Yep. You need to know what, I mean, these are huge decisions we're making. It's not like. It's our retirement, not my retirement. Yeah. It's not like when you're saving and accumulating 20, 30s and 40s and somebody's checking the box and their 401k and saving. It's not that. This is a, this is pretty critical stuff that we're talking about. Where you're going to take income from, how much in taxes are you going to pay over the rest of your lifetime? We're, maybe we're doing some charitable gift planning, estate planning, who's getting what, when. We need to change the, the to the trust. I mean, this is all affecting you, so you have to be here. Doesn't mean you necessarily can't defer to him and say, "Well, I, I but you need to understand what you're doing, right? Because we've had that happen. Where, for one example, the couple they said, "Well, my my, my my husband takes care of everything. He's fine. He'll go along for the first couple meetings." And I was like, "Okay, that's fine. Whatever, right?" We went through everything, and the husband's like, "That sounds great. I want to move ahead with everything that you're doing." I was like, "Okay, well, we gotta we actually have to have your wife here." 
well, no, she's okay with everything, and and she'll come in and sign. I'm like, no, we actually have to schedule another meeting to go over everything again. And and it'd be a shorter meeting because she's probably not going to know what questions to ask, and he can explain everything to her later. But sure. it was, this is your money. You have things in your name. We're not just going to take your husband's. We can't, mm-hmm. right? And yes, you could sign it, but it's literally, this is affecting you. If he passes away, this is what happens. Are mm-hmm. you okay with that? Yeah. No, I'm fine with that. That's fine. Okay, good. Right. And if he passed with this, you know, vice versa, you pass away, this is what happened. Well, those are hard conversations, but, th- but I can see why both parties have to be there. Exactly. And, yeah. you know, you guys need to agree on the estate plan. You got two kids that are young and their twenties. sounds like they're not their maturity financially, right? They, mm-hmm. they, they don't have a good ground yet. This sounds like you give them $20 and it slips through their fingers. Yep. You don't know where it went. Yeah. And so what happens when you give them a million? Yeah. It's going to slip through faster. Yeah. And you just enabled them to make really poor decisions and a lot of heartache, right? Because you took 40 years of your life to save it, scrimp, save, sacrifice. So the point is that just making sure pension options are important. We talked about your pension, you know, with with your wife and how that works, explaining that. Most people are like, give us the deer in the headlights look when we start explaining pension options to them. They're like, huh, what? 50%, 100% survivor? and. What? Uh, it's kind of like buying life insurance. Yeah, it's kind of like buying life insurance, really, mm-hmm. but it's worse. And, you know, it could be, you could be leaving a lot of money on the table, guaranteed, if you don't look at all the options for you. So one partner can make or, you know, most of all the, the decisions, that's fine. But the problem with that is that when, if that one passes, which I've dealt, I've, we have quite a few widows where the husband passed away in their early 60s or even late 50s, and they just, never dealt with it mm. we're just completely disconnected and it's it's almost like teaching an 18 year old and and, and 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 financially yeah right they're incredibly intelligent some could be you know educated oh i know you don't mean that in a derogatory right, right. Yeah. i mean that you know with healthcare or whatever field they're in they could could have been very well versed but they come to this and they actually say that they're like i don't know what you're even talking about i don't even know what that is mm. i just let him do it or let her do it and and now i got to learn and teach this Who's also distraught emotionally? They just lost their husband, right? Yeah, and and walk through. This is what this type of account is, right? We can't just reach in and and yank money out of this one because it's invested in the market. We want to get an income stream from a secure income source and try to look for ways to reduce your risk and and explain. I mean, it's just they don't know, right? So getting them involved early on so they understand in case they get passed. In fact, we've had a lot of men come to us. And I really respect men when they're doing this. They come to us looking for, and they're not in any like health situation where they think they're going to pass away, but they come and look for a financial planner because they know the questions to ask, but they know their wife or spouse does not need to. Yeah. This doesn't know so what they're to looking ask. out for. Yeah, they come with a list half. of like thirty nine questions and just drill me. Yeah, you know, like boom, 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 boom. And in your answer, and they go, okay, yeah, you passed the test. I, I, I want, I want my wife. I don't necessarily think I need it. You know, I mean, even though you're showing me a lot of things that I didn't know, I didn't feel like I needed one. But I know my wife will, and I want, and I know she's not going to know the question. She's probably just going to call a friend and be like, "Who do you use? Who do you use?" And they're going to like some person at the bank. And, right. And he goes, "I already did that. I did that 20 years ago. I went down to the local bank, and they sold me a high cost investment." Uh, it was a B share mutual fund, I think, and it was so horrible. And I was looking at everything else was growing, and there was no advice. And I learned over the last twenty years what I should be asking, right? And and l- learn that. And and so the idea I think is important to involve both 
But even if your other spouse is not involved, you know, seeking out someone that's going to have their best interest in heart, make sure that they're taken care of when or if they pass away. Or it's a very loving, responsible thing to do. Yeah, it is. Some people have accumulated large IRAs that they don't really need. So they're hoping to leave that money to their children or grandchildren. If you're fortunate enough to be in that situation, you might want to think about converting that IRA to a Roth account. You hear Brian talk about that a lot. Financial trainer Tim Steffen tells Morningstar it's a great way to help your heirs avoid a huge tax bill. It can be a really good estate planning tool. You effectively say, this is money I'm never going to need. I'm going to convert it to a Roth. I'll pay the taxes now on behalf of my heirs, my kids, whoever they may be. They'll never have to pay tax on it. Heirs do have required distribution. They have to take money out of it within a certain time periods. And we can, there's some good rules regarding that. But in general, the retiree, the owner, and the spouse never have to touch it if they don't want to. Sounds like a great idea, but how would someone know if a Roth conversion is appropriate for their particular situation? I mean, we're, we're doing that right now for our, our clients. I mean, we're going through and looking at, okay, this client has X amount in an IRA, right? This client has much in a, a taxable brokerage account. They have this much in income. They're single, they're married, they're age 68, they're 70. And look at all the different clients that we have and say, who is a fit for a Roth conversion? Some of them are not, right? They don't have as much in an IRA. Maybe it's flip-flop. Most of their money is in a taxable account. You know, yeah. it's just money they took and they invested it. Um, you know, if you don't have that much, it's not going to be this huge tax savings, right? Like we just talked about in a couple segments ago. Mm -hmm. And the person's not going to pay any more tax by keeping a little bit in an IRA. Um, but finding there's a lot of moving parts. How do you know if you're a fit? Well, you might have enough secure income from other sources, pension, social security to live on, and you don't even need your IRA distribution. Wow. That's a fit right there. Yeah. I mean, I was just talking with a client this way. We got to do some conversions. And they're like, but, but, but we're paying so much in tax. I'm like, yeah, you're going to pay more. And I had to show them. And the financial planning, so I'm like, if we don't, we are leaving hundreds of thousands of dollars on the <sighs> table. They're still in their 60s and young. They got great pensions, great social security, and they don't need the IRAs. Mm. It's just gravy on top. Wow. I mean, even if we... You got zero returns for the next 20 years. It's like you still are going to have enough money, right? Even if inflation goes up at 7% a year. I mean, you have enough. They're just what blessed. A brilliant right? situation to be in. It is a great, yeah. but not every, so there's situations like that where like this is a no brainer. We got to do it. And you need to do it before you're 72 because at 72, then you are forced to take yep. the distribution. It's like we only have a little short time span here of seven years before your taxable income even goes up higher. And once you show the numbers, folks, they go, Oh, wow, this is a no-brainer. And and I, it really is impactful for people that are more family stewards, right? They love their kids and they love their grandkids. I'm like, this isn't about you guys. Let's step you out of this for a little bit. I know it's your money, but let's just take you out of the picture here for a minute. You love those grandkids? You're talking about how they come over. And one of them was just, the, the, these particular couples saying, yeah, we took them out on the property we own. And the kids were having, you know, grandkids were having a blast and, Enjoying, you know, all the rough riding on their little country piece of property. And, yeah, four-wheelers. Yeah, 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 and they were just having a great time. And and they're just, you could tell near and dear to their grandkids' hearts, right? And they're just like, I love those kids, you know? And I'm like, well, this is for them. I mean, it really is because that conversion is going to pay less tax, more growth, right? If you don't pay tax and it's growing more, then the, then the kids have 10 more years to grow it, mm -hmm. which ultimately is going to be passed to your, down to your grandkids, right? And so... 
it's really not about you. That this is estate planning. Estate planning or legacy planning just means it's not about you. It's about right. the next generation. We are guaranteed a couple things in life, right? Death and taxes. And 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 then we love working with families that have that next generation in mind because they're not selfish thinking of me, 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 all, you know, every minute. It's, I really want to do something for my kids. I really want to do something for my, my church. I want to do something for my grandkids, whatever, right? It's about somebody else. And they get it. They get it. They go, yeah, I want, I want to save hundreds of thousands of tax over the next 30 years. I may live 20, and the kids are definitely going to have 10 more years of tax-free growth. So Tim is absolutely right about this. Um, if you're in that situation, you can take advantage of it. The problem is a lot of times the people you go to get the advice are, uh, 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 you know, your accountant or tax CPA, and they don't really have the, they don't have a lot of the software. We do we pay tens of thousands of dollars in software for all this to f- calculate and and see does it make sense for you? We had folks come in there. Oh, I heard you talking about Roth. I want to do it. And I, I don't think you're fit. I don't think so. I mean, they're like, what do you mean? You, you tell you're you're kind of sound like everybody should do it. No, not everybody. Huh? Yeah. It, it's not. You're taking an IRA distribution. You need this money to live on. So many variables. There, so many different things is, to look at. Yeah. Every single like person is different. So here's how it works. If you have at least a million dollars saved towards your retirement, call Integrity Financial Planning. The team will take great care of you and. You qualify for a complimentary blueprint plan. Complimentary. 866-2PLAN-4. 866-TO-PLAN and the number 4. this a little earlier, Brian. Getting all the ketchup out of the packet is apparently annoying to some. I guess that's why Heinz is now selling a ketchup packet roller. It has a slot on the side that you feed the packet through, then you crank the roller inside that squeezes all the ketchup out. It looks like the gizmo took its cue from those rollers that to get all the toothpaste out of the tube. Uh, can we compare this to retirement decisions? Once you squeeze the tube or packet, you can't put the toothpaste or ketchup back in. Does a well-defined retirement income plan help avoid critical mistakes that can be reversed? I never heard of the uh, ketchup gizmo. I didn't either. That's the first I'd heard I mean, of they, it. I mean, they should sell them to McDonald's or something, right? Oh, yeah. You just have that's them amazing. sitting there with like a string on it that's so they can't take them. you get with your Happy Meal. That's right, right. The, that's what you, instead right. of a toy, give me like, that thing. Like a disposable one, right? Yeah, I it want costs that. like 10 cents. Well, probably won't cost 10 cents. <laughs> that's that's kind of interesting. I don't like ketchup, so I won't be ever using one. I don't either. You really? You don't I like ketchup? I can't stand oh, I no ketchup. Idea. Not a fan. I don't know why that is. At all. I can eat I tomatoes. I can eat okay. tomato, you know, uh, yeah. uh, 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 salsa. Yeah, but no ketchup. Yeah, and it was it was really uh, it was really hard growing up. All all my friends, family, everybody yeah. ate ketchup. They're like, "Oh, do you want ketchup?" No, I don't want. What do you mean? You like ketchup? It was like this big, you know, fight. And like, oh, I'm like, I don't like the taste yeah. of it. Yeah. And now it's funny. I'll eat ketchup on a burger if it's already on there. Nope. Because you don't really taste it that much when it's mixed in with mustard and all that. Uh-huh. I, I don't I don't eat it at all anymore. I haven't eaten it in years. Yeah. Probably it's just not too sweet. But I think. You know, your question about well-defined retirement income plan. Yeah, it. it we had uh, a couple coming years ago um, that basically had a retirement income plan. So they had gone to a, a local financial advisor and they said, we've got three different types of accounts. One's a taxable account. One's a, a brokerage or one's an IRA. Uh, pre-tax, never pay tax on it, right? And one's Roth. And they said, we need an income. You know, we need a, a, a game plan, a retirement plan. They didn't know what they wanted. He was a vice president for a major company. He didn't do financial planning. Yeah. He just saved it and invested and did well, right? And we're talking about a good amount of money here. You know, it's like $2 million. You think, you know, oh, wow. you go to someone, you, know, you want all this, you know, 
So he's got about a quarter million dollars sitting in checking account. And he told the advisor, I don't really want to put that in the market because I'll you know, probably live on that for the next few years. So what the advisor did, he sold him three variable annuities. Variable annuity average fee was about 4.25, okay, you know, in fees. And Sounds steep. Right. And so, but it was only, it was a little over a million dollars. So, but you're paying forty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000 in fees, right? On that, the other portion wasn't in a variable annuity. But you, you sit there and you go, okay, vested in bonds. So the bond market went down, the stock market went up, the equity side. Yet the fees sucking out, plus they started taking income from a Roth IRA, which we've talked about many times. It's the last thing you should take, right? Uh, the pre tax IRA and then the trust account, uh, you know, where the income should come up. They didn't need any income, though. They're, they turn on this guaranteed income writer, and that was the whole pitch. Guaranteed income for life. Well, we'll guarantee for Well, with the payout that they had on this thing was, was about 5%. Basically, 20, the insurance company is guaranteeing you the, to return your money in 20 years, right? Yeah. So you're 65 years old. Now you're 85. You basically got your money back, but they sucked hundreds of thousands in fees. Yep. Over the last deal. Yeah. yeah. And you're sitting there, even if it didn't, you know, if it didn't grow or it grew at four or 5%, you're talking about, you know, $800,000 in fees over that <sighs> time period. And for what? Is your money guaranteed and protected in the stock market? No. Your income is protected for the rest of your life, but it takes you 20 years to break even. Mm-hmm. And you know, once you start explaining this, I mean, this is a vice president of prior company, I mean, big company, Fortune 500. He's like, I get this. How come no one explained this to me? And why are you taking money from the last place you should ever take money when you don't, when you have 250000 in the checking account? Now that burned him up. Because he goes, yeah, you're right. Why, why are we taking, why are we taking money out of it? We should have that money grow. So this, this is saying, does a well-defined retirement income plan help avoid critical mistakes? That can't be reversed. Yeah, he goes, oh, can I put it back at the Roth since we took it out? Nope. Can we put it back in the IRA since we took it out? Nope. Too late. You took it out. You listened to an advisor that didn't actually have a tax strategy at all. You didn't even need income. Why are you, why are you taking income when you have two hundred fifty fifty thousand dollars in a checking account earning zero? Just yeah. live on that for the next few years, right? Yeah. And so those kind of things you have to be very careful about because it's like it's like that uh, once you take it out, once you take the ketchup out of that, it's gone. It's gone. Can't you get can't, it back in. You can't put it back in. Can't shove it back in. What does this make you think of? Oh, baseball. Yeah. The Major League Baseball playoffs are underway, and surprisingly enough, the strategy that's involved in baseball is very similar to a strategy that can help improve your retirement. Uh, author Patrick Kelly explains. Think about it. Do baseball games get won more frequently by the Grand Slam, or do they get won more frequently by a lot of individuals getting on base? Singles and doubles win games, and singles and doubles will win in your retirement portfolio. You do not need to swing for the fences. You do not need to get 7, 8, 10% a year if you can prevent yourself from ever having a losing year. And there are products in the marketplace that will allow you to do that, that you can get some percentage of the market's returns in the good years, but never take a loss when the market has a negative year. How do I win when the markets are up and not lose when the markets are down? Well, it's all about the income. We talked about the sequence returns. You got to find out what kind of income. I mean, we just had a client do this. They've been with for years. They finally retired. And we went through their budget. We went through their expenses. We went through everything. And I said, what do you guys actually need net? And they figured it out. It was $2,500 a month extra, thirty grand a year. Okay, where are we taking that from? Should we take it from the most volatile stock portfolio that we have that on a scale one to 10 is an eight? Probably not, mm-hmm. right? Let's take it from one that's a one and a half or a two. You're not going to have a huge return, right? You're going to keep your money safe. So when we, not if, but when we have a drop of 30 or 40%, right? That we're not taking income from that source because your rate of return will be decimated. It will be low 
and you're not getting a greater rate of return. So let's really focus on you want to win you know, when the markets are up by investing the long-term assets in something that has the ability to grow, but you don't really want to take the risk on your income. That's the most important thing is the stuff that you need now, really now. I mean, one to three years should not be out there buying Bitcoin, right? Or some one tech stock, right? That's completely uh, at risk of losing, you know, 50% very quickly. These are the conversations to have with Integrity Financial Planning, 866-2PLAN-4, 866-TO-PLAN, and the number four. Financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. To find out if Brian Bowen is licensed in your state, please call 540-266-3100. Integrity Financial Planning, Inc. is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. It does not provide legal or tax advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. Investment advisory services offered through Integrity Financial Planning, Inc. A registered investment advisor. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Brian Bowen. MPN Insurance License Number 393-4440.